I'm suiting up. Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Darren Alkaline. Along with me are my fellow hosts, Deliver and Major Death. So let's just uh, get this out in the open because everyone's kind of been talking about this and there's a lot been going on over the past week. Um... We uh, just want to make a quick statement on the the sexual abuse and harassment um, in gaming. We here at the Doctor Three podcast are pro equality. We are pro. This is a this is a space everyone should be allowed to exist in without being harassed for their gender, their sex, whoever they are, however they identify. No one should be made to feel threatened or scared in this space. No one should be abused or harassed for just being in this space. If you're here and you want to play games, then you are no different to us, no matter who you are, how you identify, um... If you're here, we want to welcome you to the community and we want you to to feel welcome here and that this is a space where everyone can be heard and enjoy themselves and kind of escape from some of the the crazy stuff that that's going on in this world right now. So like we we just want to say that we welcome you here and we are we are pro pro equality and we are here to listen and to, to have the open dialogue. Yeah, very disappointed by all the accounts that have been shared. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very much. Uh, in I, I not. I commend anyone that that was able to tell their story because that has got to be one of the hardest things you would ever have to do and the fact that you had to go through it to begin with is just it's heartbreaking and that shouldn't be the way this is this is this is gaming this is a community they we all love this stuff and Mm -hmm. we all deserve to be a part of it and and enjoy it and talk about it and share it with our friends and it's just this takes away from that and and we don't want that to get taken away from us right you know exactly fathers on the podcast it's you know i have a little girl and it's like i'm gonna be in this community for a long time you know i know a lot of people in this community and uh it's one of those things where i would hate for my daughter to be subjected to something like this you know and not only that but feel attacked for sharing something happening to her you know like it's it's not fair it really isn't and uh you know just to be mindful of that and to um to really just uh, be helpful when you can be and, you know, know when to back off if need be, you know, just, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy. And like, yeah, like Mage Death said, you know, this, it's disappointing to see really. It really is. And I am also a father of a daughter. So, and my daughter is already expressing interest in video games at a very, young age mainly because i have arcade hardware kicking around my house that'll do it yeah i was gonna say like her favorite thing is or one of her favorite things is she likes to come down to the basement where i have my office i'm sitting next to a neo geo cabinet for anyone old enough to remember what one of those are um 
and she likes to play King of the Monsters, which is like a Godzilla-style fighting game, and she, because she likes to play the gorilla. So, that <laughs> was like one of the first animals she was very interested in. So, like, so I don't, I want to encourage her. I want her to bring her into this community, and I want her it to be a space where it's where she's safe. Mm-hmm. Like, I want her to feel a safe. And this isn't a boys' club. Let's just get it right. out of the way. Like, this isn't a boys' club. This is a, a community for everyone. So, if you feel like women are invading your space, get your head out of that that space and look at it this way. This is an inclusive space that anyone can get into. So. Welcome, welcome the people with similar interests because that's not everyone, and life's a lot more fun when you're talking with people with with shared interests and you know who share your passions, regardless of who they Absolutely. are. So, ah, uh, okay. Now that that emotional roller coaster is out of the way, let's go into last week's poll question. All right, last week's poll question, episode 54, we talked about the Twin Slice nerf, or rework, depending on how you want to look at it, and we asked you, what is the power level of Twin Slice better, worse, or about the same as it was before the nerf slash rework? We had 25 votes, 44% of you, so almost half said it is about the same as it was before 40 percent of you said that it is better than before and only 16 percent said it was worse than before so the consensus is it definitely wasn't a nerf uh that it was as it's at least as good if not better than before uh a great comment from ben harston on twitter said it's slightly worse than standard but infinitely better in odd demon hunter in wild <laughs> Because you couldn't even put it in the deck before, <laughs> and now it's helping to 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 kill your opponent on turn five. Yikes! Ugh. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So, what are your thoughts on on this on this nerf? Because we we talked about it the two weeks ago, and you, we were talking speculating what could happen, and then it came and went before we could podcast again and then you right. unfortunately had some work things come up last week so let's let's hear your thoughts on so this my first initial take was i i was out on my mill route and you know got the update in the server saying hey there's a there's a balance patch coming day after we recorded i'm thinking oh i was right you know warriors getting touched nope <laughs> 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 and the twin slice, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting, you know, compared to a, a flexible eviscerate. Uh, but um, I still stand by that. The card's not bad. It's not broken. It's it's in a good spot. I like it. it and it, it even we've like you all talked about, you know, the different uh, demon hunters that are popping up because of it. So it's fun to see. Yeah, it's 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 certainly it's certainly a rework more than I would say a nerf because it was just it was universally good before, but it's not. I I guess it technically is a nerf, but it's not like a nuke from orbit. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not, and they don't they haven't seemed to uh, have done that to any of the demon hunter cards really, except for maybe the imprisoned Eton, right? Eton or whatever. Yeah, because that was just too good at five yep and nowhere near good enough at six 
So I, I liked so, Vicious Syndicate released their first report since since this uh, happened on Sunday. And I really liked the comment that they, they made about this. They said the twin slice change has proven to be a side grade, not, ne ne not negatively affecting the deck's overall performance against the field. However, it did cause a very slight shift in the deck's power that we can identify in some of its matchups. It, it, it does affect the early game and how you know how you handle those early turns. The the Seder Overseer is not quite as powerful. The mm -hmm. Adept is not quite as powerful, but it suddenly makes the 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 later game more powerful because you can add that you're doing so much more damage when you can play it with Altruis, when you finally can play it with Altruis, when you're adding it to the Warglaves of Azanoth and things like that. And so it's it's really, it's, so it doesn't help you with that snowballing early game, but it does give you more punch in that mid to late game that you can, that you can get over the hump. Yeah, so before with Altruis, essentially Twin Slice was four damage if it was in the right position to start off. Now it's six, and that's that's not a small amount when they chip you away all game and like you you don't have much life left at like turn seven. So all of a sudden, like two extra damage is pretty useful. Right. So yeah, it just it feels it feels powerful still and not busted. So like. And you all touched on this last week, uh, the fact that, you know, Skull makes it, reduces its cost. You know, I guarantee... <laughs> that was, yeah, that my, was, my... Yes. <laughs> now, At least the front half, anyway. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. and that was my my thing. I swear I am the worst at drawing twin slices and backstabs off of these sorts of effects. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm just used to it by now, so at least this time I get something out of it. So, what's not good about reducing a zero cost zero to zero? True. Hmm. I just play nourish <laughs> essentially in the deck. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So we are moving on to news. So we had the final week of the Fellfire Festival reigns. As you're hearing this. Um, last legendary quest, play four tavern brawl games and earn one Ashes of Outland pack, one Year of the Dragon pack, and one Descent of Dragons pack. Um, there is a special tavern brawl, the Rumble Dome, and the last week to get the Arana Starseeker bundle. So, yeah, this has been a pretty cool event. Um, I wish the gold was increased. In, during this like it has in the past yes. like i remember the like the mm -hmm. gold values have been doubled in the past and now it's just like they're giving us packs don't get me wrong but we're about a month away for a new expansion so i want more gold <laughs> so here's the thing with that so, uh, i guarantee you the reason why they didn't do that is uh part of the finance department or whatever marketing where you know with battlegrounds they don't want people to be able to farm gold easier for just that service because there's a huge chunk of players right now that are just solely battlegrounds and this way you know it okay. gives you something to be like here's card packs you want to play this other game that's <laughs> you'll have to buy some more so that you can play constructed <laughs> but you know come on you know and you know that's the sort of thing that they you know 
that's the reason we have this new mode is you know bring them in more money well yeah that's i was gonna say i was gonna say yeah it's like they're like oh here by the way here's uh battlegrounds uh this when you're pre-ordering your set you get this Mm -hmm. perk and they're like like start throwing arena tickets at you now and it's like yeah i see what you're doing here blizzard (laughs) i think i'm sitting like six or seven arena tickets right now (laughs) i have like one arena run open and running and it was like from before the expansion so yeah actually it might be close yeah I have like four or five arena tickets just sitting around doing nothing. So I can uh, I can uh, hardly complain about the the about the packs though because while I haven't gotten anything on my on my regular account on my free to play account, I actually opened Yasera Unleashed with nice. in the uh, Year of the Dragon pack. So that's a very very playable card until until she rotates. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Considering the rest of spell druid, spell dragon druid, is like thirty six hundred dust. Yeah, that was definitely and that's, the biggest part of it was that card. So that's generally the only legendary that deck runs, right? Right. Is no, Ysera no, Unleashed? No, well, even when it was had uh, Kalthos in it, that I mean, we got Kalthos is so, free. But now, yeah, but now yeah, Ysera is really the only one in there. And then the only epic is the Glowfly Swarm, so it's you know it, it's a bunch of common and rare stuff. So yeah, now yeah. I could do an actual full-on meta deck with that, so that's nice. And then I can nice. tell people with a turn five not seller. Yes. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, that's a meta. I hear you. It sure is, because <laughs> when you're when you're like sitting there and like. It's like, oh, how many desert hairs do I get? And then my opponent goes, Zixor, Zixor, Diving Griffin, Zixor, Zixor, <laughs> Diving Griffin. Mukla, don't forget Mukla. Mm. Yes, okay, the Mukla is one of the high rolls, yeah. Huh. That's a ridiculous one, so. <laughs> so, um, on Reddit, thinking ahead in Hearthstone, primer from Brian O'Brien. Um, and this is the Reddit article, which we'll go ahead and link, and it discusses why you think ahead. Look at the mulligan. Opponents holding cards and understanding matchups. I did not have a chance to read the article before the show started, so do you want to kind of run it down besides the, the bullet points? I, I mean, I liked it, and one of the things that I think is useful is I don't think a lot of times we when you're starting out in the game or even kind of in the starting to get into the intermediate, we, we think about what we want to do and trying to do the best we can on any given turn and, and that. And a lot of times that gets us blown out because our opponent does something and completely undoes what we did. And so this article uh, talks about, you know, why why should you think ahead to what your opponent's doing and looking at what cards they've been holding for a long time and, and different things like that because it really does help you become a better player. You don't you don't overextend into the brawl or 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 uh you know different things like that that uh and it it allows you to then kind of optimize your turn as best you can and and ultimately it's this game is all about percentage points and and finding ways 
to win games and that this is this is an article to to have you think about you know hand reading a little bit and, mm-hmm. and thinking ahead to what your opponent's trying to do and how should your strategy change based on the matchup and different things like that so definitely i think it's it's worth a read for sure yeah and uh, a couple things i want to add on to that is that um one thing that i see a lot of new players do uh, not even just new players just uh players that are just more intermediate that just play the board that they have and they don't think about what they're going to do next turn. You might have two plays in hand that are similar power level, but next turn you could do this instead and it fills out the mana easier. Um, that's one thing you can do for thinking ahead. Um, but also another thing is to not don't be a player that tries to play around everything because you can't. Uh, there's sometimes where you have to recognize that no matter what you lose, if they have this card, even if they're holding on to it or what, you know, you have to. If they're holding brawl, they can hold it longer, you know. Um, and if they don't have it, then that gives you your shot to win the game. You know, you have to think of what wins you the game and what loses you the game. But uh, you know, trying to find those outs of what route do you want to play? You know, do you want to play the game of do they have it or do you want to play the game that they don't? So it's just uh, trying to find those little things and uh, edges to try to get you over the edge. It's definitely one of those things too, where you don't want to get too into that mentality and just like, well, if they have it, they have it, you know, like Mm -hmm. if it's one, if it's a bad matchup and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to lose anyway, so here's my here's my one shot, and I can leverage this to a victory if they don't have the brawl. But it's like, do you have to drop that this turn? Like, um, I know, like, one of the things, like, playing against Warrior was, like, Spell Druids. Like, a lot of times I'll drop a Glowfly Swarm first because um, even if I have the Mount Seller in hand ready to go with a bunch of... Uh, spells loaded up and it's like how can i make them waste their removal first before i go into something else so it's just like it's just is a certain times where it's like yes there is that that mentality where it's just like i if you're like at 10 life and you can put them on a clock and say i have two turns like if you don't deal with my board and you you know you have to deal with my board or die. And I'm at a point where and I'm playing against some mage. And if he has a pyroblast, I'm just dead. Or like if he has like two more damage from hand, like you're dead. And sometimes you just have to make that call because that's where you are in the game. But don't let that like dominate your thinking, I guess is like, just know when that is the case. Right. Like when you like, you're like, is this my best play to say, well, if you have it, you have it. So, like, I don't want you to, like, say, like, that's something you should go to early, but just recognize that that is something that can happen. Like, don't use it as a crutch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being able to uh, identify that, okay, do, can I, I'm trying to th- think of how the word is, but uh, trying to identify how you win the game is the biggest part of it. If you can see, like, okay, if I play around this now, how do I win the game? Okay, I win the game by outvaluing them 
by getting rid of this threat later that they have and i can still win the game from that way uh you know trying to it's all about knowing the matchups really uh that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. but uh and they go into that a little bit as well but um don't go all in when you don't need to but sometimes you have to so i know it's a don't like play around it asterisk but it really is (laughs) so I think one of the one of the things like we uh, one of the things that jumps out to my mind it, playing the 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 demon hunter deck this month was like that going into turn five when you have the ability to equip the war glaives or maybe because you have a uh, a, a a weapon already equipped you can use the adept and like being able to decide which direction you want to go based on the opponent's board, the amount of health and that sort of thing, and how much pressure you've got uh, already in play and different things like that. And and like it, it is really something kind of like that, where it's like, you know, how do you how do you best set up what, you know, knowing that your opponent's going to do something to respond, but like, how, how do you best serve? do what you need to do in order to, in order to win the game and, and evaluating choices and, and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you speed up your, your ability to kill the opponent by a turn by playing that adept first, because if they don't have, if they don't have the ability to remove it, it's a six, four, that's going to hit face next turn. And you don't have that. If you equip the war glaives and just go face for three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a very, there's a lot to think about, and there's always a lot to think about, so it's just, uh, yeah, it's we, we would definitely recommend reading this article, um, so. This, All right. Uh, one last thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, so go ahead. Like, you know, it's yeah. like what you said, you know, it's it's, it's a lot, and uh, it, this is kind of like the area that I kind of point towards people that think, oh, it's just luck, you know. You know, it's like, well, you got to think about this decision here. You know, you got if they would have done X, Y or Z, it could have given them out here. You know, so this is the stuff that separates the top from the bottom. So. Yeah. So. All right. Well, then let us move into the main topic of the day that I think uh, uh, applies very much. um is MMR and the Legend Climb from Wicked Good to Off Curve. So this is something I've always been wondering about, and Blizzard's been kind of secretive and just be like, you know, it's just, you know, it's your MMR, you know, that's 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 what does it, and it's just like, okay, it's the the imaginary number we can't see, but it's obviously there. So, um. Basically, what he did was he tracked changes to MMR over a 24 gameplay session. Actually, it was changes to his rank. Sorry about that. His rank, yes. Excuse me. Yeah, I I knew what you meant, and I still read it as MMR. <laughs> so, he tracked his change to rank over 24 games, and this is in Legend between 5K and 6.5. Um, nearly half of his opponents were non-legend players. Um, I found that's pretty uh, pretty accurate to where I have been playing. I, I would say I play probably 75 to 80% of my 
my games are against non-legend players. Just from my personal experience, I'm just and you're, injecting you're that. You're a little bit lower than the six and a half K, right? Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was when I was between 5.5 and like 8.5, you know? So I was in that kind of range a little bit lower, mm-hmm. but like I haven't played it in probably a couple of days, so my I'm just in rank decay at this moment in time, but last I was at around 8,000 when I was actually playing sure. a couple days ago. So, um, so I found, he found that games lost to non-legend players caused a significant hit to ranking. Wasn't it really able to offside offset by wins, either legend or non-legend players end up losing a combined Combined 345 rank against non-legend players despite a 6-5 and five record in those games. Again, I can I can confirm, like, this has been my experience, too, and it makes, like, the legend ladder a little frustrating is because, like, I go on, like, a three or four game win streak and one loss just wipes it out. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, like, it makes, you know, playing once you hit legend just, like, Okay, well, I'll just go to casual. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Yeah. It's just it's it, it's it's like it's it, tough when not playing the game helps your MMR. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like well, it, it, it yeah. Having yeah. even like because Sadisi had a what sixty percent win rate or sixty five percent win rate and didn't climb. Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. I think I pulled up here. Uh, average. A sixty percent win rate over four hundred and sixteen games, and only gained one k legend ranks from thirty two ninety to twenty two fifty six. How four hundred yes. games? Sixty percent win rate. Ah, four hundred and sixteen games. That's a, first, that's a lot of games. Secondly, that's a great win rate for that many games. Mm-hmm. And third, I would have mm-hmm. thought a lot more. Uh, a lot more rank would have been gotten as a result of that. Yeah, you would think. Uh, I didn't net climb ranks with a sub 59% win rate, he says. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like you win, you win like two games, you get like 50 to 100, you know, wedge, you know, ranks, and then you lose one game and you drop like 350. And it's just like, well, this is a losing battle no matter how long. Like, it just feels impossible to climb uh, once you start going. It's just like, I'm just losing ranks left and right, and there's nothing I can do about it because I'm going to lose games. Like, there's just, like, unless I get the, like, hit the, like, nuts luck streak where I hit all good matchups. And I draw well every single time, and I don't make any mistakes. Like, say if I'm playing 100%, say I'm like on my, you know, on my like S game, mm-hmm. like, you know, even above A rank, you know, you got S, and I'm hitting, you know, everything, like the best case scenario and average is probably like 60 to 70% win rate, you know, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what he had. He had about sixty percent win rate, and he went up less than a thousand ranks and, over four hundred games. And he showed his uh, like a chart he put on Twitter, posted from uh, the eleventh to the twenty eighth, 
and it shows a bunch of this like uh was it the 14th played 41 games went 22 and 19 so a little over 50 percent was 54 percent lost almost 800 ranks uh you know, it does this again and again where, you know, the 12th, he had a 58% win rate, lost 100 ranks. Uh, and then when, you know, to this, he does go 24 and 25, a 49%, you know, just severing around even, lost 1,000 ranks. <laughs> it's just... Oh, and, you know, it took the days of the 16th, went 14 and 2 to gain 1,300. That doesn't yeah. make so, sense to me. I, I, I mean, honestly, I feel like this is 2018 over again, where it's like, but it's even worse now because it's like, if your rank, you're like, I'm playing people in like diamond, like under six and under, like six to 10. I've even hit a few people like platinum one and platinum two. And I'm like, why? I understand that the logic is that it's based on MMR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And it's like, I'm, we're on like the end of the month. Like, last time I was playing, it's just like, there's like five days to go. Like, it's just, it just feels like once you hit legend, like, that's where you should stay. That's who you should be playing against is legend players. So you can climb in the legend ladder. It just feels really bad to like hit a person, a non-legend player, and then drop like like three hundred ranks because you draw, you, you know, like you lost. Mm-hmm. And losses are coming in card games. Like, there's no way you can maintain a hundred percent win rate ratio just because of the nature of the game. So, like, you don't get answers. You don't get a sideboard. This is just a one and you know, first to right. one. It's just, it's just like, it's really, it's really frustrating. And if anyone doesn't know, remember what I'm talking about back in 2018, there was an issue with players getting like, at like rank one or like rank three, rank four, like, so top, you know, ranks five through one, they were hitting legend players fairly often. So it's very close to where, what I'm talking about right now in the new system you know what i mean because there are some outlier cases like it's funny you bring that up but like i remember seeing like a rank 16 playing uh, a legend player which i found hilarious but (laughs) i just yeah i remember i think that was like one of the bad examples that actually made blizzard look at it uh, and do something about it so i feel like they need to to kind of change what's happening a bit more too like once you hit legend just keep people in legend Mm -hmm. So, so like, here's here's the thing. We're, we're presupposing that we're always being queued against a, a based on our MMR. And if you look back at the Reddit post, the FAQ for ranked mode overhaul that was put on Reddit way back in April, right after this happened, they actually at, talked about this. They said, how does matchmaking work for each season? And it says there's two matchmaking pools matchmaking by rating which is your mmr and by rank and it says when you start when when your star bonus multiplier is bigger than one or you are in legend rank 
you are generally in the first pool where you're matchmaking against by rating. So your MMR uh, generally means not always. And it says when your st- when your star bonus drops to one, then you're in the second pool. So if you're outside of legend and you don't have a star bonus, you're going up against other people that are in a similar rank, don't have the star bonus as well. You know what I I I hypothesized I guess before the the show. I'm wondering if like when it initial when you initially queue as a legend player it's looking to try and match you based, based on MMR in the legend ranks. And then if it can't, then it ends up looking outside of that. And and maybe it's maybe there's something to do with with that and how that's working that that is causing a bit of an issue because it does feel like if we're being matched based on on a similar caliber of player so our opponent is a similar caliber to us it should not matter if the person is legend or not we should get a similar bump up or down based on the winner win and loss i mean that to me seems but but that's not how the system is working based on what we're seeing uh from sadisi from wicked good and, and from others that are saying, you know, I'm getting a bigger bonus uh, up the ra- up ranks, go getting better uh, based on facing a legend player uh, than I am a non-legend player, and I'm getting hit even harder if I lose to a non-legend player versus a legend player. And so it's like, I I I, I don't understand, I guess, why why this is happening and and, I, and obviously i think we're you know i'm not the only one and that's why we're talking about this because it just it it, it seems weird to me because like if we're trying to get to a, a state where we're playing against similar caliber players it shouldn't matter so here's my issue with the whole thing there's there there's definitely a problem first and foremost secondly What's tough is that the MMR lettering, you know, you don't want your legend players to be, you know, your top end of the letter to be playing against strictly worse opponents, right? You want them to have good competition all the way up the ladder. Now, originally, you know, I've heard people say like, well, why don't you just match them by rank? You know, this is an easy thing to do, but you know, for people like me sometimes where I don't play the first week, you know, I don't, you know, sometimes where I just take a week off, you know, I'm burnt out and then I come back and it would just be an easy climb for me because the people that are already there, they've already been there for a while. Um, but there's also the issue of, you know, what we're having now where the easy fix to, for them to do, like you said, is just make it go up the same and down the same there's obviously there's people coming in so you might not go up as much but seeing sadisi's graph and everything having to get above a 60 percent win rate is sometimes even like above a 70 percent win rate actually to see good progress on a day is not okay ridiculous healthy yeah (laughs) you know it's i i haven't been grinding legend ranks because i just i'm not going for top 16 finishes you know and i don't feel the need 
to you know i'd rather do prep work you know so it's mm-hmm. i feel for the people that like grinding legend ladder you know that enjoy you know seeing those that you know trying to get that top 500 top 1000 you know but you know it's oh man i feel for them that this is this is an issue for a long time like you said yeah it just i think my main complaint and i'm not grinding i'm not trying to get a top 1000 a top 200 you know i'm not trying to get a high legend finish i would just like to play a legend and not feel like i am being punished for every single loss like just brutally punished for a loss and then like a token golf clap for when i win you know i mean it's like so, oh, you should have won this game. Here's a here's a few pennies here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's. That, I mean, that's really what the frustrating part about it is. It's just like I. It feels like it's it's literally one step forward, three miles backwards. Mm-hmm. Like it just it feels like you get knocked back so hard that like it's like you're like your head's still spinning after every single loss. Right. And you know, it's got to be tough for so if this is, you know, the case which they haven't said anything, so this could be just a weird sample mm-hmm. size of 400 500 games what we've seen. <laughs> but that's a chance, but what I'm saying, you know, it's tough for, you know, not only the top end of legend but you know some of the the lower mmr side of legend that just is trying to grind trying to push up to try to push for the top 16 but you know normally they don't if you normally don't push for top 16 in this system right now you don't have a chance plain and simple you do exactly have a chance to go for that you you can't if you aren't there now you're never getting there And, and that's a big issue first of all also yeah it's like it it feels like if you're not legend day one then i wouldn't expect you to try for a high finish because that's not gonna that's like laughable that it would right. happen and also and, like, the, yeah. like the top 50 or whatever they're in legend if one of the top end guys starts laddering late and they're bronze 10 and they lose to some of these players I can only imagine how hard that hits them. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it needs a, work. There's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of consequences that occur because of this, right? Because right. you're almost incentivized in, in some ways not to play. Mm-hmm. You're incentivized mm-hmm. not to play uh, anything other than like a high-end tier one deck. Because if you are playing anything other than a you know, a, a tier one deck in and you're and you actually do want to see progression up the ladder, you're you're you have to have an insane uh win rate to do so. Mm-hmm. And uh that that you know it so it feels it, I yeah, we don't we don't know if this is working the way it's supposed to, but it definitely feels like there are some consequences to it working like this if this is how it how it is supposed to be working. And I would definitely, I, I don't want to, I, the, there should never be a point where the best thing to do for your rank is not to play yet. Uh, you know, we, 
top top legend that definitely does end up happening and then mm. the other thing is like right now if you have one bad day especially in the last couple days of the month oh yeah you're not you you can't recover right you like literally cannot recover because because of this and, and you're also it's like the who you end up getting matched against is entirely out of your control so you don't have a say in how many non-legend players you're going to get matched with or how many legend players it's all based on you know who's on at that time who's queuing at the moment that you're queuing mm -hmm. that's how long you've been waiting in the queue to find a match all this sort of thing and so like it it, it really does uh it, it really does kind of like make it so that it, there's like so many you just don't want to play it's just like i don't i don't want to chance this and so i'm just not going to yeah it's it's really tough because with how you know top 16 on ladder qualifies for masters tour events and if you don't mm -hmm. want to do that you want to play a qualifier you have that option but they ruined those too. So it's, <laughs> you know, like having to spike one of those is ridiculous in its own. And, you know, trying to get these top legend finishes, like right now, personally, I am not trying to push for master tour. You know, it's not healthy for me. It's not, um, it's my headspace is not in it right now to try to go for it. Um, if mm -hmm. there's a LAN or something, or not right now a LAN, but if there's, you know, online tournaments for other things, you know, I'll play a day tournament or a weekend tournament. Um, but other than that, you know, I have no incentive really to try to grind for this stuff because it's not worth it right now, especially when trying to go for top legend just seems impossible as well as the Cubs, so. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if this is how it's designed to work. Um, I don't. I don't want to browbeat Blizzard too much. This is still a new system, so I'm just. I'm just simply saying, in my personal experience, once you hit Legend, it starts feeling bad. And yeah, like like Mage, it, it's it. There's something that needs to be investigated if the best course of action is to not play a game. And what, like, before we got on and before we started recording, Mage, you're what, like, you were 600 something in the, in the Wild Legend ladder due to decay. And you were torn between whether or not you wanted to play a game. You didn't know if you wanted your MMR or your rank to drop anymore. Yeah, to mess up your 11 stars that you're going to potentially get next month. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm roughly where I was last month and was able to get the 11x modifier. And it's the last day of the month. And I'm like, do I dare queue up a game and potentially fall 200 or some odd ranks if I lose the game, especially if it's against a non-legend player? Do I dare chance it because I I, I prefer to to ladder next month with the eleven X modifier <laughs> right. instead of the ten? I mean, it's a huge difference. Absolutely, that, that extra yeah. that extra star in the in the over the last five ranks is huge, and it's like I wasn't sure what to do. No, nobody. By the way, I tweeted it asking, 
advice. I got zero advice on it. So I, <laughs> I ended up queuing one game. It was against a non-legend player. I was like sweating the whole time. And like, I was trying to hit legend for the first time. I did in <laughs> fact manage to win the game. I went up about 40, about 40 or so ranks. And I'm like, I can't take this. This is just not going to happen. I can't do this. I can't handle another game. So I, I just play casual. And, and it's just like, Yeah, exactly. I don't that's, do that. and that's And that's not even like you're not going for a top, like a top 10 finish. You're not going for a top 16 finish. Like you're just trying to maintain some, your MMR so you can get the 11 star bonus. So it's just. It feels it feels kind of frustrating that it, that's where I'm at. It, the the once you hit legend, it starts to get frustrating um, because it's just like you're kind of even worse than like banging your head against a, a rank four. It's just like your rank's just going down. Like it's either going down because you're not playing and it's decaying slowly, but it'll decay a lot, a whole hell of a lot slower than losing to a rank, you know, a rank 10 player, you know, it's just, it's, so it's, it's, it just doesn't feel good. And I don't know what, what can be done about it, but like I would be, I would be excited to see Blizzard say something about it because I feel like this is, um, the Wicked Good just did something that was incredible. Like this is good to see mm-hmm. and a good data tracking. And the Sadisi thing is just like it should be eye opening. Mm-hmm. Like having having a sixty percent win rate, four hundred games, and only go down like a thousand ranks because the ranks he lost every time he lost were so much more severe than anything he won. I will say this though, and it's just that um, yeah, I don't think this is intentional. This was the, yeah, of course is, not. This is one of those things where you know the casual player is king. You know, you this is mm-hmm. something that's you know flashy. This is something that's cool for players to kind of be like, oh, I'm a gold player. What are you? You know, it's um, <laughs> you know, it's. It's not meant for legend, and they said that. You know, they said legend is supposed to be the exact same. There's no changes to it. There's definitely some oversight there in uh, the top end for you know this queuing. So it's it's definitely an oversight that um, I could see them addressing. I really hope they address it for sure. Yeah, exactly. I don't think this was a malicious or a bad design choice. Like, I think this is just, they're like, here's our new system. This is how everything's going to work. And we're, this is, I mean, three months into it. This is the third month of the new system. There's going to be things that don't work as intended, or maybe they work as intended and it's just not what they thought it would be. So, like, there's no reason to be upset. Or just be like, well, Blizzard, you need to fix it. Right. Like, they obviously need to – We, I feel like they need to look at it and figure something out. But, you know, who knows? Like, it's not an exact science. Like, game balance is not an exact science. And, like, this, the, the matchmaking system. So, I would hope that they did something more friendly to Legend players because I feel like it doesn't – affect 
the more casual player, how things get, you know, your rank once you hit legend. Like, so once you hit MMR, you know, that certain MMR. And as they've said, MMR doesn't, isn't the same thing as your legend ranking. You know what I mean? So, like, that shouldn't have a, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say at this point in time. I just, it's, I, I would love for them to look at it and try and figure something out and hear some of the concerns of uh, the legend players that are seeing this. So how do we think this should work? Do we have any thoughts as to how we think this should work? I definitely. I mean, I definitely think that the way it should work is that, you know, you're, because it's supposed to be MMR based, right? You know, it's, Mm -hmm. if you lose to, if you're being matched against someone with similar MMR, you win or lose rank accordingly. Um, If I'm playing against a put it on a 10 point scale let's say i'm an 8.3 and i queue up and for some reason no one's queuing around that time and i'm up against a six if i win that game i go up just a little bit if i lose that game you know i will take a bigger hit yes you know there's high roll there's rng it's a card game but Mm -hmm. there needs to be some form of reward for beating a better player and there needs to be, but there needs to be a way to actually determine that. That's not just, oh, I queue later in the month, and now you're playing against me, and now you're going to be punished for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so. so one of the things they did a couple of years ago when I when we had this issue with a whole bunch of legend players ending up going up against non legend players, they they kind of boosted or somehow tweaked the the matchmaking system so that legend players were more often or only going to face other legend players. Mm-hmm. And I think as we get deeper and deeper into the month, that definitely should be the case, right? Be, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it, it seems to me, so Wicked Good did this blog post, uh, released it today on the 30th of June, and it was for games uh, the previous day. And almost half of his games were against non-Legend players. And it seems like to me there should be enough players at Legend that that he shouldn't face that many Legend players. So there shouldn't be that many chances for losses to come against quote-unquote inferior opponents. Mm-hmm. And, and so... You know, I feel like whatever they did before to kind of more properly ensure legend players were were going up against legend players, I think they should do that. Especially now that we know that there seems to be a lot more people hitting legend every month, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that's definitely something I would like to see. I'd like to see that that you know. It should be very infrequent that a legend player should face a non-legend player. And, and so that this sort of thing shouldn't happen. And, and I do think there definitely should be a bonus uh, for, for like, you know, if you're playing against somebody that's vastly inferior, 
inferior and you lose you probably should take a little bit more of a hit and maybe not get as much of a Mm -hmm. gain but it it shouldn't the the problem is is you don't get to pick who you're going up against right exactly over what rank they're currently at and so we need we need to try and limit that Mm -hmm. we we need to try and keep the apples with the apples the oranges with the oranges sort of thing so that so that things make sense and and so that you don't have these issues where you could be playing you could be playing well i.e greater than a 50 percent win rate and you're just kind of treading water you should be able to play with a 55 percent win rate (laughs) yes exactly Especially right. in this meta, where the where, where you can go from a win to a loss to a win at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. It's very true. All right, so it's gonna wrap up um our main topic for the evening. Um, Mage, do you want to go into this week's poll question? All right, this week's poll question. You know, we talked about. Uh, ranking queuing and and uh ranking up and whatnot and so we want to know from you would it be okay would you be okay with increased queue times if it meant being matched against opponents with a closer mmr as you now typically i am assuming that most often you're going to be but like if that was one of the reasons you aren't then would you pref- would you be okay with that increased queue time the answer is obviously is a yes or no. Please respond. Let us know what you think. Share any additional comments you have uh, about about matchmaking and and ranking up in Legend Rank, and we will talk about those results on next week's show. Excellent. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Doctor3HS. Top pinned tweet will take you to the Doctor3HS Discord. You can also email the show at Doctor3HS. And you can find me on Twitter at DaringAlkaline. Um, Mage? You can find me on Twitter. I am at MajaDeath. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MajaDeath. And Deliver, bring us home. You can find me on Twitter at Deliver underscore HS. Excellent, guys. Well, I think this is a very interesting topic, and we had a lot of fun talking about it. So uh, another another episode in the books. First episode past the year mark. So keep going strong. And thanks for tuning in this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.